told me about what she called the unzipped fuck. That it was something she'd do sometimes in between relationships. It wasn't about Mr. Right so much as Mr. Right Now. The unzipped fuck, she insisted as her gaze wandered to the window and her mind got lost in a memory. Closing her eyes, she slipped away to a moment of being taken the way she liked being taken best. From behind, fully penetrating her physically, but mentally not quite. There was emotional distance that comes with the unzipped fuck, she'd explain. She delighted in his enthusiasm to please her. The unzipped fuck. No drinks beforehand, no cuddling after. It was a bit of an out-of-body experience, truth be told, and it suited her fine. Sometimes. Ours was a semi-zipped fuck, it turns out. Because we were those friends with benefits. Our bodies just worked together. And when we met up, there was no expectation beyond the benefits of friends who loved to fuck. And when we did, there was no stopping until somebody had to get ready to go do something responsible. She might have misquoted, because it appears in print as the zipless fuck, a phrase coined by Erica Young in the book Fear of Flying. The zipless fuck defined as a sexual encounter so pure, absent of a power game, free of ulterior motives, free of remorse and free of guilt. The so-called perfect one-night stand. (laughs) Fuck me, but sometimes... You just want a stranger to take you away from reality. To do every filthy thing you both want to do. Just one time. Never to be seen again, except invariably in your memory. When suddenly you look out the window, and there it is. So I've got a friend, he's bi. He tells me about his unzipped fucks all the time. And he tells me how bisexual men, and women, but mostly men, get marginalized by the gays as being not ready to come out yet. That somehow their desire for the opposite sex isn't real. Well, he has this visual loop that for the vast majority of his waking moments plays in his head. Technicolor scenes, split screens of dirty dreams of bodies bare. Men taking women and women men. Two women, one man. Two men, one woman. Everyone taking and giving. And it reminded me of the expression trisexual. When you'll try just about anything at least once. He identifies as fluid or pansexual, citing his openness to sex simply as a matter of what makes his cock hard. And it could go either way, depending on the day and who was in plain sight. It's been said there's two times when a man is most honest. One, right after he comes. And two, awakened in the middle of the night when his imagination is raw and unbiased and intuitive. And in those moments, he was as likely to crave the wetness of a woman as he was the hardness of a man. Sometimes better still, simultaneously. The sensory overload, especially when the rhythm of the thrusting sinks up in a way that makes all three lovers come. If not at the same time, then one after the other and a symphony of moans and screams he loved so much. Still, his unzipped fucks were usually one-on-one. But sometimes. On this night, he walked into the back bar where the DJ was spinning old-school funk. And he sensed eyes were upon him. And in his limited view, in the corner where the lights were dim, a couple. He loved coming here once in a while because it was the kind of place where nobody really bothered you for being you. And anything could happen. Grabbed a drink, wandered toward the back of the room amidst people chatting and others dancing. The pair in the back corner were perched upon a ledge and they were looking at him. She was actually sitting, legs dangling. 
He was leaning next to her, his hand on the bare part of her thigh between the top of her stockings and the edge of her short skirt, beyond which he guessed was an exposed bush. Underwear can be sexy, but access is everything. It's amazing what my friend can imagine in the first five seconds of approaching someone. And just then, the guy grinned and nodded in a way that invited. And so the three made introductions, and she, with her Cheshire cat grin, was pretty sure this was someone with whom they could play. So he too leaned upon the edge, so that now she was flanked, with her man's hand still on her thigh. Both men turned inwards. My friend just wanted to watch them interact for a bit and see what was about to unfold. Not that there was a lot of small talk. She said, we couldn't help but notice you looked like you're out looking for trouble tonight. He laughed at the way she put it and said, trouble just kind of finds me. And yes, I'm definitely out. And down, for fun. And then she parted her lips and lifted her head and immediately her boyfriend looked to my friend and politely nodded and then moved his body that much closer to hers and kissed her. Not for long, but for real. Like he was sealing a deal. And the signing bonus was their new friend. And then boyfriend's hand slowly slid up her thigh and his other hand onto the bareness of the other leg. And both hands lightly gripped just above her stockings as the tips of his fingers extended well out of sight. You're making it wet, she declared. To which he said, good, you're making it hard. And then the couple looked to my friend, as he confirmed, very hard. And they glanced down and he wasn't kidding. His cock actually appeared trapped, straight down his right leg. Its head was a dead ringer for the one beneath the right pant leg on the Rolling Stones' Sticky Fingers album cover. By the way, that's not Mick Jagger's cock, but somebody from Andy Warhol's New York City gang. Perhaps another unzipped fuck. The boyfriend returned to her mouth, her tongue coaxing his to stay a while. Then he pulled one of his hands from beneath her skirt and tasted her on his fingers. And then the moment that really set the tone for the rest of the night. Her own fingers slipped under her skirt, up and inside, and then back out and into their new friend's mouth. It seemed trouble had found him, and it tasted really good. This little game of follow the leader continued as boyfriend pushed up into her with two fingers and then a third and pulled them out and slid them into her waiting mouth, and she sucked. And now it was the new friend's turn, and she told him exactly how to do it. Now that I'm opened up, take three fingers, slide them inside me and count to five. And so he did, slowly up and in, and he held it. And she reached down to his wrist and pulled his hand up and put his fingers in her mouth. And she loved her own taste. And then the elephant in the room. Not that she hadn't sensed what they were dealing with. But she asked anyway. So you like girls? How do you feel about boys? which confirmed what her boyfriend thought about the idea. While new friend had one word as a reply, let's. Now, this wasn't a couple who took new friends home. They took them to play at the Palms, spanning three floors of a century home, remodeled into a place from which you can check out but never quite leave, because what happens there stays with you, with its rooftop swimming pool-sized hot tub, playrooms of all sizes everywhere. She rose from the ledge in which she'd perched, stretched her legs, and decisively led her man and their new friend out of the club and into the street. The mid-evening air was warm, and in minutes a car pulled up, and into the back seat she climbed, 
legs spread, the width sufficient to place one foot left, the other right, of that bump on the floor where the drive shaft runs through from the front to the back of the car, and flanking her again to the right, her man, sitting proud and feeling good, and to the left, their new friend, happy he'd left the house that evening, and her educated guess was that his cock was on fire. She knew her man's would be, and to confirm her suspicion, she reached right and gave a little grip upon boyfriend, who was facing north as usual, and her other hand went down to the friend's right leg, where the evidence from earlier presented itself as proof that he was still raging and it was still stuck facing south in his pant leg. She felt the outline of his head and circled it with her fingernails, as her other hand gave a tighter grip to her own man's stiffness. He was dying to let it free, but in a lady's first gesture, instead he let his left hand slip between her thighs, and his fingers once again found the inviting puddle. And just then her eyes met the driver's eyes in the rear view, just long enough to see the look of a woman with her hands and her pussy full. Just drive, she said, as she lifted her head in a playful, mind-your-business motion. The car made its smooth ride across town as the two cocks throbbed and her hole gently got finger-fucked. And just like that, they were there, the familiar palms, marking the place they'd go about once a month together and once in a blue moon with a friend. A new friend had only heard about this place, but was rarely in the city on weekends. The couple led him up the laneway and through the gate. Up the stairs they climbed, single file, to the second of three floors that overlooked the pool. One, two, three lockers, side by side. She purposefully took the middle one, new friend and boyfriend, left and right. The two men stood back a bit and watched as she unbuttoned her top and slipped out of it, revealing her favorite bondage bell open-cup framed bra that did exactly what it claimed. Framed her full breasts with three straps left and right and a gold O-ring dead center, providing access to the mouth of a lover without having to take it off. Put off it went for this place. And she dropped her skirt, revealing the space between the stockings and garters for the first time. And then she unhinged and peeled back those, and kicked off her heels, and she was bare and beautiful and ready, towel in hand to go put herself into hot water. And for fun, they wrapped themselves in their towels, which made her laugh at the bulges that no towel could actually conceal. Out the door, onto the deck, and toward the row of outdoor shower heads, beneath which they rinsed, found a spot to hang the towels, then proceeded down the steps and into the shallow water, and down the sloping bottom, until the deepening water prompted breaststrokes towards the backside of the pool. And that's where, side by side, they perched themselves on the bit of ledge that jutted out, she with calves tightened on her tiptoes, the warm water comfortably beneath her chin. And there they clung, feeling the soothing sensation of the water and letting their imaginations simmer a while. Then the urge to feel skin on skin prompted boyfriend to slip behind her and press himself against her, his rigid cock between her legs, its head just touching her lips. He let his legs dangle and his hands gripped the edge of the pool gently raising and lowering himself so his cock would nudge itself inside her just a bit. His weight against her back kept her from having to hold on with both hands, so she dropped her left hand down to check in on new friend's state. And it was as it had been since she first spotted it beneath his pants earlier, thick and long and rocket-ready. She felt like she needed more room and freedom to move her body where her mind needed it to be, so she said, let's move back a bit. So they stroked their way back to where she could just touch bottom. 
Still, they were at a distance from the others, who were chatty as if they were at a cocktail party. She put her back to all of them, and boyfriend and new friend assumed their positions, now facing her right and left, giving her access to both cocks, which she gripped and tugged on, pulling on their tips, tugging at their balls a bit, doing it at the same time, in the same way, so she could see the reactions to the movements she made on both men's faces. And then she felt hungry and found her boyfriend's mouth and they kissed as her hands tightened around both cocks. His new friend liked watching the passion she had for her man. It made him throb even more. He craved her tongue for his own mouth and she knew it. So she gave it to him next, but just for a few seconds. While there was no way she would deny herself the discovery of what another man's mouth could do to her, her priority was always her man first. Instinctively, he repositioned himself directly facing her and nodded for the friend to get in behind. Now she was sandwiched, and what she wanted she took. After widening her stance to make room, she reached down with left hand to one cock, right hand to the other, and put them both at a ninety-degree angle between her thighs. Now they were pushed up against her lips side by side. Had they not brought a guest to play at the palms, they'd have surely fucked in the water. And while it wasn't entirely frowned upon for people to do that, it was something you did rather subtly. It was a pool, after all. And so it was time to head back inside. Heads would turn toward the site that was her dripping wet body, leading her two tall, lean men, cocks straight up toward the shower, for another rinse and a towel dry and a return to the second floor. She led the pair up another flight of stairs that led to the big room. Their eyes adjusting to the muted light spotted the leather seats and lounges and beds, randomly situated, it seemed, islands unto themselves, on which couples mostly played. Some on their knees, some were standing, some were riding. Any position one can imagine played out in the big room. Where are those comfortable getting it on in front of anyone got down? Over there in the middle of the room, one beside the other with about two feet in between, black leather twin beds to which they went together. And these beds, like all the various furniture in the big room, had a red line painted on the floor in a perimeter surrounding them. That way those who liked to watch had to do it from the distance between the beds and the red line. Crossing the line was by invitation only. She stretched out on her side on the first bed, suggested her man sit on the end of the other, in what some people call the king's chair position, and she said, I want to watch. An instinctively new friend got in position and stood looking down upon what was soldier straight. Her man was throbbing and his cock dancing in that way cocks can do, in a rather inviting way, and in one motion. New friend dropped to his knees, reached for and gripped the rigid shaft, and she said, hold it. He said, oh, I'm holding it. She laughed and explained, I want an unobstructed view of your mouth working that cock. Put your hands behind your back. And keep them there or I'll tie them. And with that, his mouth already watering at the side before him, his lips went down and around the bulging tip and he tongued what pre-cum had flowed since they'd rinsed their bodies by the hot tub. Sticky and sweet, he looked over at her, licked his lips in approval. And then he went down further, about an inch below the head and back, and then two inches and back, and then three and then four, up and down. And he kept that depth up for a while because four inches was easy to go as hard as he wanted, and he wanted to go hard to make that cock throb some more, get him good and worked up. Boyfriend was feeling the tightness around his cock. It felt like the clamp of a tight cunt, 
and he was amazed at the strength and the stamina of his new friend's mouth. Boyfriend looked over at his woman, whose grin had returned, and she was taking matters into her right hand. Her left index and fuck-you fingers rotating lightly on her clit, then picking up on the couple's mutual approval for his cocksucking skills, new friend responded by going deeper. Five inches, and then six, and then seven. Then he had all but a bit of the nearly eight inches hidden between his lips, and he was pretty sure he could make him come when he wanted. But that wouldn't be right. Ladies first, after all. So he stopped, and he stroked it a bit by hand. And that's when Boyfriend made the executive decision this time to take his woman by the hand. Three abreast they headed towards the staircase and left. That's where red plush curtains were pulled back, left and right, and two steps led them up into an enclosed, raised red leather bed with square mirrors on one side and on the ceiling, which wasn't really high, just high enough to kneel at most. They laid themselves down, she on her back in the middle, them left and right facing her. Their combined smells filled the small room and it felt good. Boyfriend leaned in, kissed her mouth, lightly pinched her left nipple. He took it and tongued it and sucked it and gripped it with his hand and kept sucking. And then he glanced at new friend and signaled him to do the very same on the other breast. Now both of her tits were engulfed by hungry mouths. And then boyfriend let him stay on her tits while he reached up to her mouth and they kissed deeply and only stopped together to focus on the sight below of their new friend straddling her body to gain access to both tits. And after a while, she knew it was time to reward him for all the sucking he'd been doing to them both. She said, sit down, lay back and relax. So he did, and she crawled her way between his legs, parting them a bit wider so she could comfortably fit both knees just below his, and she dropped her head onto the tip of his cock, and it made him feel the way she'd seen her man feel in the middle of the big room. And boyfriend got in behind her with his mouth and tongue working her ass fingers on her clit. She loved the way his thumb pushed between her lips and stretched to reach her G-spot. She didn't have to think or say. He knew exactly how to please without distracting her completely from the job at hand. Both hands, it turned out, had her mouth working her new friend's cock, sucking like the queen that she was. Her mouth was as his had been, like a clamp. And the really good news was her having no gag reflex so she could make all of his inches disappear with ease. And she sensed that the sounds he was making with the deep and tight strokes she was giving that it was more in her control than his when the load he'd been carrying was going to explode. She kept stroking his cock by hand and she lifted her head, turned it a bit to the left and back, and said, baby, I need you to fill me boyfriend spat between her cheeks and let it run down and along her lips so that his shaft would easily glide. He started working her in and out. She happily resumed working on new friend's unwavering shaft, and she knew that if she looked into his eyes it would make him crazy, so she did. And boyfriend grabbed a handful of her hair, going with the flow of her head bobbing up and down on his cock. It was rhythmic perfection, a symphony of moans and exclamations about God and fuck and yes and harder and... She was the first to reach, and her arching back made Boyfriend explode inside her. As she reached up to find new friend's nipples, and squeezed and sucked and clamped down and sped up faster and faster until he came with the force of ten men, shooting all over her tits and her neck, and then both men collapsed. 
and she did what she'd been doing all evening. Positioned herself in between as they all caught their breath. And for the very first time, they noticed a quiet crowd had assembled just outside of the entrance to the red room. Show's over, she said. Now, let's go for a swim. Come on, let's go to the blue hotel. The Blue Hotel Podcast, just about every Thursday at midnight Eastern. Follow, listen, enjoy, rate, review, share, repeat. Till next time, I'm Jeff Woods. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.